This episode of the Buffalonian Podcast is brought to you by the Cast Source Podcast Network, a podcast network built with and for entrepreneurs. We cover many genres, including sports, business, mental health, marketing, and entertainment. Featuring podcasts such as Sports Bring People Together, Limitless, Saviors of the Metaverse, and The Athletic Mindset. Learn more at castsource.com slash podcast. Now, without further ado, let's get into the Buffalonian Podcast. The Bills are back this Sunday night in primetime. And the Sabres are back in the light after tonight. Along with some Would You Rather, Hot Takes, Trivia, and more. This is the Buffalonian Podcast. All right. Let's go. We are back with the Buffalonian Podcast. I'm Joe Kelly, and today I'm joined by Dom Loss and Mike Marino. We are back and Without Bills football, there was no Bills football this week. The Bills were on the bye, and I mean, eventful weekend in football though. Like, what are what are some games that stood out to you guys that could affect the Bills going forward? Like big games for other teams. Yeah. You know? What do you think, Dom? Oh well, okay. I'll go we'll pass first. It to you first, buddy. Come on. Okay. So obviously the Dolphins and the Jets winning. Uh, we could talk about those two games. Those are massive games. Obviously divisional games, divisional opponents, I should say. Uh, the Jets currently now have the same amount of wins as the Bills, which is kind of... I know they played one more game, but it's kind of funny. Uh, the Dolphins got back to being 4-3. and three. They beat the Steelers after Kenny Pickett showed why uh, he wasn't a very highly doubted prospect. Three picks, <laughs> not, not the best performance. And then uh, the Packers, uh, you, know, you thought maybe there was a chance that they were going to come into Sunday Night Football for uh, at least a 4-3 four, four record, you know, about 500. They're 3-4 and four, uh, after losing to the Commanders. Uh, pretty pretty convincing. I know they scored late to kind of make it a two point game. Wasn't Aaron Rodgers rolling on the ground crying like a toddler at the end of the game or something? Like he was face down on the yeah. field. Well, I respected if, it. If you watch it, he like, he threw it like across the field and it went like out of bounds. Although I think it was a forward pass too. It was. I I don't, so. I, I think it was there was an illegal like block. I think that was the penalty. I think it was actually it looked forward, but I don't think they ruled it that it went right between mm, the dudes. Still went out of bounds. So whatever. Sorry, Aaron. Don't care. The back to back. Don't care. Don't care. The back to back MVP, highest paid player in the NFL. Because those psychedelics, man. He's talking, retired. Yeah. No, he's talking about oh, the, we we might need this game this weekend, the Bills to get back on track. No, you need those psychedelics that got you back to back MVPs. It's all yeah. that's going to help you. So obviously we could we could go into the Packers game. That was a big, I would say upset of the week. Obviously with the Panthers and then the two divisional teams that won. Obviously the there was a third divisional opponent that played this week called the New England Patriots and they uh. The Corkle riding bench versus the Bears. Let's. I mean, let's just look at it how it is. I mean, it's at first it was Bailey Zapp came in four for four, like 109 yards and a touchdown. You're thinking to yourself, what is happening right now? No, let's focus on the page. You know, let's focus on the Patriots game. That is the Patriots. No, 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 no I'm saying that let's focus on that and then we'll, yeah. we'll rotate. No, yeah, it was funny. Those, those four games. It's funny because like Belichick's press conference, he's like, "Oh yeah, I planned for." Uh, both of them to play and they're like it was medical for mac you pulled him out he's like no and like oh so it was because of the pick and he's like no so like it's it's kind of obvious it was because mccorkle was playing pretty bad yeah and but then, then bailey zappy all the, the fans bed. chanting bailey zappy bailey zappy he comes out he gets him a lead but then halftime chicago scores before and then second half they just all, all the tires came off the car there <laughs> <laughs> well i mean there's a reason why zappy was a fourth round pick 
And even though he broke Joe Burrow's record in college, the dude just does not have an arm. Mm-mm. You saw you saw it on the Jacoby Myers touchdown, which the Manning cast was watch. I was watching their their cast, and they kept saying it was Aguilar who caught touchdown. I was like, <laughs> I was screaming at them. It was like five minutes after the play too. I was like, dude, that was Jacoby Myers. Uh, but you just saw a lot of the ball, you know, stuck in the air for. And the Patriots are in the moment of time where they don't have a quarterback that's has, has has any elite traits. I would say, yeah. I mean, I think they were hoping they got lucky with another later round quarterback like they did almost two decades ago now. Yeah. More than two decades ago. Well, the problem with that is Brady at least had like a, a pretty elite arm. Yeah. He's always had a very good arm. But Bailey Zappi does not. Zappi doesn't. Jones doesn't. Jones, for a reason, Jones is very solid last year. And I mm-hmm. think part of the reason why he's struggling so much is because. Obviously, when you have Joe Judge and Matt Patricia as your offensive coordinators, <laughs> yeah, defense and special teams, as your, your co-offensive yeah. coordinators, um, that doesn't help that much. But I would say what's struggling for Jones is he's like on that mindset that he's like a Pro Bowl quarterback, even though he only went as a second alternate because Allen didn't go and who else didn't go? Some or Burrow didn't because he went to the Super Bowl, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, it just comes down to the uh, yeah the Marvin and Mahomes. It just comes down to the fact that. He's a pro bowler. He had, views himself as a top 100 player because he was, I believe, 85. Yeah. And he's, like, moving around trying to make plays, like, off script. <laughs> like he's Mahomes or Allen. And that's not him. That's, he's got a win from the pocket. He keeps Like, he ran for, like, 23 yards in just three drives. But that's not his game. He also spikes some dude in the balls. But Yeah, and then, yeah. And then Brisker got a pick. <laughs> so. so That's I, like Brady trying to kick. Brady whoever, Jarrett. Yeah, yeah. And Grady Jarrett gets the roughing the passer penalty. Right, yeah, exactly. I, I think that's got to be I, – I think that's one concern for the Patriots is that they do not have an actual, like, going to be an, an elite or good quarterback. Yeah, I think the biggest concern, though, is offensive coordinator. No, I don't think that's the biggest concern. I think it's that defense. That defense was, like, very solid, and they just played – because they got licky lips but, but, on the sideline. But, side but, but, but they just played a team that was ranked, like, 31st or 32nd, basically all offensive categories. Mm-hmm. Justin Fields, a guy that was like, I don't even know if he's an NFL quarterback. Yeah. And it is amazing that the Bears decided to actually like move him out of the pocket, do some design runs, and now he looks 82 good. 82 rush yards. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like when you play to your quarterback strengths, he tends to play better. Yeah. But, but we're not talking about the Bears here. We're talking yeah, about he looks like Lamar Jackson. Well, the, the, problem with, the problem with the Patriots, and it's always been their Achilles heel the last couple of years, is that the mobile quarterbacks just kill them. Right. I mean, that, that first game, we played them last year. Josh didn't really do too much running. Uh, they tried to throw more in the wind. I, I didn't quite understand that. It was a very windy game. But that second game on the day after Christmas, they let Allen run all over and McKenzie was all over the place. And, you know, I mean, yeah, that that was the kryptonite there, the, mm-hmm. the mobile quarterback. Well, Mac Jones is now 2-7 and seven in his last nine starts. Mm-hmm. And, As he should be. And he falls to 1-1 one and one in on Monday Night Football. His only win was against and, the Bills, going but, two for three for 18 yards. Exactly. Yeah, they I, ran I saw 45 that times. I like, saw that stat, and I was laughing so hard. Did it bring you back to sitting up there? I'll, I'll say this. Yes. That game, this would be my inner Joe. Fraudulent. Yes. It's catching on. I love it. No, it was easily the the game that show, that like made everyone believe that the Patriots were like contenders. Well, but they here, weren't. Yeah, here's the thing. Like Last year after that game, they were like, oh, it's still the Patriots division. still runs through New England. And then they're talking how they're going to go to the Super Bowl versus Tom Brady, and that's like the storyline. Like this year, those were the vibes I was getting from the Dolphins too when they beat the Bills. 
was like, oh, the Dolphins, they're going to beat the Bills in the division. They look elite. Yeah. And then, obviously, Tua got hurt, and that was, like, sidetracked. But Tua is 4-0. But still, it's, the division's running through Buffalo. But let's just take a look at that game against the Steelers. That's, we're, we're rotating now. Yes. It, it, ugly. Ugly yeah. football game. It was yeah. not a pretty win. Again, a win's a win. Congrats to the Dolphins. You know, the 72 Dolphins were there. What a night to win in Hard Rock. But... It was ugly. Tua mm-hmm. didn't look spectacular in any way. The offense didn't look spectacular. Defense was a cluster. It was just, it was so... Well, it the was, defense looked pretty well. It was It was all right, but I mean, it's like not a clean game. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't a. It, it wasn't that football game where it's Bill's Chiefs, like, clean, just offense, defense. Like, this was ugly, you know? I think it was a gritty win for the Dolphins. Obviously, Pickett just made three critical mistakes. I have no idea who we were slowing to uh, on that, <laughs> that last That last row. drive pick was bad. Yeah. I don't know who we were slowing to. And Mahogany to. had a really nice way to keep Why that in. Why wouldn't they start Trubisky is my question. Wait, my, my, uh, before we answer that question, my favorite thing about that play is that, that ref, the ref right next to that ruled that incomplete. <laughs> I was like, I was like, dude, did he just drop? Like, I was like, his feet were definitely in there. Like, he must have just dropped it. And then, like, you see the, you see the, uh, the replay, the replay, and the dude staring right at him. As well, he the roster are usually like sixty-year-old men, and it was so. like, but but mm-hmm. it was like, dude, you're like two feet away from the guy. They can't yeah, see they that. can't really see all that well. No, but, but no, they're only playing Kenny Pickett because he's the quote-unquote franchise quarterback. No, I uh, I think playing Kenny is probably the right move because I think at least Kenny has a little bit of that. Now it, it burned him for sure with the mistakes, but he at least has like that gunslinger mentality. And Mitch is really conservative with the football. Yeah, I I can understand that. I mean, it's just like. I don't know. It's just I, crazy thing that Kenny Pickett's already 24. Yeah, two years younger. Or turning than 24? No, I think he is 24. Like yeah. that's insane for a rookie quarterback to be 24. Yeah, well, 26, well, that, right? Well, that quarterback yeah. from mm-hmm. Tennessee who's like the Heisman favorite, isn't he like 24? Hooker? Is he that old? I think so. 23, 24. That's crazy. Did they stay an extra year because of the pandemic? Well, remember yeah. Brandon Whedon? Wasn't he like 28 when he was drafted? Yeah, because wasn't he an MLB player? He, was, he, was, he went he was, back to school, I think. He was a baseball player, then he came back to school. That is crazy. Why would you draft a 28-year-old quarterback in the first round? Please ask the Cleveland Browns for a stop, front office. Brandon Whedon. In 2013 or whatever. Garbo. They, yeah, was, uh, Cleveland Browns was the most poverty franchise in the NFL. Was it 12? Oh, it might have been 12. Cause it wasn't, Manziel yeah. was 14. Yeah, it was 12, I think. I mean... 13 was um, Justin Gilbert. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Because 12 was Trent Richardson. Mm-hmm. And they had him in Whedon. I mean, there's 14. Go- Beside the point. Well, yeah, we, we're, yeah, we're trailing. We're, we're off. The tra- we're talking the about tires the Cleveland- are off the car, trails off the trains off the tracks. It's all over the we're place. We're talking about the Cleveland Browns draft, draft classes and draft in wonders. <laughs> we, we list a whole show and a half on that. Besides but, the yeah, point, that's a, needs a whole separate podcast, actually. I, the problem with Kenny Pickett is he's one of those quarterbacks that in college won off arm talent and athleticism. Yes. And in the NFL level, level um, he doesn't have a good enough arm talent to win, and he doesn't have a good enough athleticism to win, so he has to readjust. It's like Baker Mayfield. Yeah. Baker Mayfield was, I mean, if, in, at Oklahoma, he was a very good athlete. Like, mm-hmm. he would run. When you're now playing in the NFL level, when you're running playing against DNs that can run 4-5, like. Right, yeah. You're just not going to be able to move around the pocket like you did in college. No. That's why people struggle. Yeah. That's why, I mean, even if you look at an old example from the Bills, EJ Manuel. Great in college, you know he played very well, but drafting him wasn't the best idea. I mean, he couldn't translate. In a it wasn't da- the best idea. He could. You could arguably say it was a bad idea. Yeah, it was a bad idea. You, no, I, arguably it was he, a bad he idea. He couldn't adapt to that NFL play style though from college. I mean, 
Still see him on TV every so often, though. Yeah. Just to think Geno Smith was drafted after him and is continuing to play in this league in the same year is nuts. Well, Geno, I mean, you know, we can talk about Geno all we Yeah, we'll talk about Geno a little bit, but I mean. He, he, good for him. But, no, I think the Steelers is a tough loss. It's a tough loss. It's a, it's a good win for the Dolphins. The defense made enough plays. The offense, though, was concerning because they didn't score a single point in the second half. Yeah. And Tua threw, like, I think they said he had four dropped interceptions. One of them was kind of iffy. He had at least three of them that should have been picked. Mm-hmm. That hit dudes right yeah. in the chest. Though it was like one that was kind of like the dude dove for it. To turn the ball over is coming back, huh? He had very, he had very like fortunate to not. And then also he's the same guy that says I'm going to slide and all this stuff and go and like the first run he has, he dives head first. Yeah. Like what are you doing? You're not helping his case at all. I'm sorry, <laughs> but like, I mean, you just gotta know who you are at this point, man. Come on. You ain't Josh Allen. No, but he's just made a glass. Like he's, I'm sorry. Like it's, it's, it's kind of tough to say because of what happened to him. But right. like, you, you feel bad. In you a feel sense, bad, but, but he's, he's always like he's always been kind of injured and that kind of thing. So you would think he'd like take care of himself by sliding. I guess not. But no. It's a good one for the Dolphins. Too they many move, concussions. He can't think. No, they moved to four and three. It's a big win for the Dolphins too, in the fact of it was a common opponent uh, with the Bills. Both the the Bills and Dolphins play the Steelers, so them, them getting that win. Uh, as big if somehow, I I wouldn't imagine it being, but the Bills and Dolphins end up being tied with record at the end of the year. Count, common opponents could matter, so uh, it was a big one for them. And then I think the Jets have a better opportunity to do that right now than the, the Dolphins do. Hmm. I don't think so anymore. No? I would have said, I would have, you could have made an argument to me that they could have, but they just lost... Elijah Vera Tucker, who was arguably their best offensive lineman. Yeah, and I forgot. Brees Hall. And Brees Hall. Yeah. The they did acquire, they did acquire James nice. Robinson, conditional sixth. That could be a fifth. Has a good but trade. he's he's battling some injuries, too, coming back from the Achilles. And yeah. he kind of was getting benched for ETN down in Jacksonville. I don't even know if he took a snap last game. No, ETN had like had 80% of the so snaps. Like, I don't know. Robinson's a good back, though. That was oh, a good no. I mean, he was a 1,000-yard runner it was, as an undrafted rookie. It was interesting to see the Jets, though, kind of cooking. Like, we haven't seen that in a while. Jets you know definitely going to lean on Michael I, Carter, though. What is the definition of cooking? Winning? Games? Rolling? I don't... I mean, they're winning. I wouldn't say they're cooking. Uh, winning. Yeah, winning is cooking. Russell Wilson is not cooking. <laughs> Did you see they took away the Danger Witch? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then they, then the subway, He's got that Wolverine blood, though, so he'll be fine. <laughs> subway then announced that it wasn't anything to do with his like performance or anything. They just, uh-huh. Okay. Too many memes cool. are being made about it. But, I don't know. The Jets, to me, they're... I, I think they're a halfway decent team. They're a really young team. Like, I think their rookies have really stood out. Like, I know Sauce Gardner is probably the defensive rookie of the year right now. He's playing really well, and I think they have a good coach. But I don't think Zach Wilson's a quarterback that's going to be able to lead your team to a playoff win. No, I don't think Zach Wilson's all that great. I don't no. think Zach Wilson's good. I, I think, think he got a better shot with Joe Flacco. They just have a lot of young I don't guys that, playing. But <laughs> I think that I think the Jets this year remind me a lot of like the 2019 Bills ish of like having an elite defense, a very good running game. And then having decent, half decent weapons, but having a very young quarterback that, as long as he doesn't turn the ball over, you have a formula for winning. The thing is, for me though, Zach Wilson, it one, I don't think is as good as Josh Allen was in nineteen. But no. it's just this, this, the scary thing for me for Zach Wilson is the stats of him being clean. He's been very good, which means when he doesn't have pressure in his face, he makes very good decisions. 
But when he's not clean, when he's pressured, he's the worst quarterback in the NFL. Yeah. And he also doesn't throw the ball deep. His air, his air yards aren't very for like per throw is are very low. He only seems to I think I I'm blanking, but if you look at his passing charts, he only throws to the left side. I want to say. Oh, oh it's really? one of those situ- it's one of those situations where only I I think it is the probably if he's it's right-handed left. Quarterback. I don't think it's the right. I think it's the if left. If he's a right-handed quarterback, probably, either way, probably he first. really throws to one side the. And he only throws like five, ten yards most. Maybe occasionally the fifteen, occasionally a deep bomb, but really like under twenty yards. Yeah, yeah. So if he's just going to keep doing that, and he's not good under pressure, I just don't know how. Like I don't know how far, how long until they get in the game where the defense gives up mid twenties and they have to outscore a team and they just. I mean that or that the Bills or that he has to or he turns the ball <laughs> over multiple times, which he's already had, and the defense has bailed him out. So yeah. They have, I believe the pa- the Patriots has just played each other this week, so that should be a that should be a pretty interesting game to see. They do, yeah. The Patriots, they play the Dolphins. Steel or uh, what you call it? Who? When did they play the Dolphins? They already played them, right? They played them week one, lost by thirteen. Ah, uh, so I think that would be an interesting game to look at for the division. Obviously, yeah. we'll probably talk about that one, Buffalo in podcast. So I'm not gonna get too far into that. You one. mean betting on the Bills? Uh, well, yeah, you know, you got me on that one. <laughs> It's sponsored by the Buffalo. It is podcast. Yes. It is technically a Buffalo. Bu- a Buffalo it is brought podcast. to you by the Buffalo podcast. Um, <laughs> so it's an episode, if you will. It's a special. Yeah. So I, I, I just think the Jets are a team to keep an eye on, but they're one of those teams. They're like the Giants, where they have a solid defense, a quarterback that's not turn the ball over, and are very well coached. Mm-hmm. But at some point, you have such a low ceiling with that. Yeah, with that model, that eventually when you play the teams that have high ceilings and high floors like the Bills or like Chiefs for that matter, you're probably gonna get blown out. So yeah, um, not trying to talk too much smack because we haven't played them yet, but right. And then no. I, I believe I don't. You want to them... I believe the Bills play them in two weeks after this Packers game. I think they do play them in. I think in 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 New York, New York, or New, New Jersey. Jersey, New Jersey. I should say New Jersey. So that should be an interesting game. But yeah, I mean that'll definitely be. It's not a test for. I mean, I'm not. I actually, I'm not going to say a word because I don't want to jinx. Like we did the Miami game. Remember, we thought that was going to be a slice of cake with. I don't, I don't, well, think, I don't again, think anyone that, thought those that. Were, those were conditions too. Like what, 117 you, degrees on the visitor's 100 percent humidity and yeah. like it's tough to go down there and play. Yeah, I don't think anyone thought the Dolphins one was. Gonna I thought be it was going to be a dog. Like I thought it was going to be close to dog fight, but like I thought we were going to win. Especially with the injuries, though. Yeah, with the injuries we were in the up. Yeah, that kind of messed us up, but. Don't worry. Transition- they got to come up here in the snow. Transitioning to the team that the Bills were actually facing, uh, that what happened to them? The Green Bay Packers f- fell to three and four in the season after just the falling. latest point in the season. Aaron Rodgers has a losing record. He's fallen. That he's not, he, Aaron Rodgers has not played particularly bad. The problem is though he hasn't played well at all. Right? Was he's, this was this a would you rather question? I think I asked it. Would you rather get paid? And then have like a bum team around you, or take less so you can have a championship caliber team. I think I asked that one. Yeah, it's kind of playing out to he wanted all the money. Should bye bye his him. best player Devonte Adams, and who do who is he throwing to? Romeo Alan Dubs, Alan Lazard, Robert Tanyan. Like these aren't elite. Sammy Watkins. His best receiver is probably Aaron Jones. Yeah, he's running back. It's just running back. It's so. just it's just absolutely brutal. They don't have a good offensive line. I no. so we'll talk about this a little bit. You know, tomorrow, but they don't have a good offense line. They don't have weapons that get open. Their defense, which is supposedly 
you know, preseason the best defense Aaron Rodgers has ever had is is, is still good, but yeah. they just underachieve from what you you'd expect. Yeah, them to be. no, they're not living up to what they were touted to be like that. You know, top five NFL defense that's just not there. Yeah. So, and losing to the Commanders with Taylor Haneke as the quarterback is just really inexcusable. They've lost games now and Daniel th- Jones three straight weeks to Daniel Jones, Zach, Zach Wilson. Wilson. And uh, Taylor Heineke. And if you look at their schedule on the stretch, it is absolutely brutal. I'm glad we had the so. tougher part of our schedule in the beginning of the season as opposed to that. And we'll see. I think it's going to be interesting. but It'll probably still be a good matchup, but like, in theory, the Bills should win. I, I mean, mean, they're 11-point the yeah, favorites. 10.5-point right favorites. Mm-hmm. This is the biggest uh, Aaron Rodgers has ever been as an underdog. But it's a game they need to, and, to win, they said. Yeah. And then basically his press conference was just like really weird. They have been all season. I'll, I'll, Got to simplify the offense a little bit. All I'm saying though is I'm excited for when a certain NFC North team potentially in two weeks comes to town, and is potentially a seven and one versus seven and one. Game. A Vikings team. I know that would be a, um, imagine. We have we had to get there, but hype so, game. Transitioning from the that sad Packers talk, even though we're going to be talking about the sad Packers again tomorrow. Yay for us. This is a question that you know I was thinking about. Obviously, Mahomes and Allen have separated themselves, and we've continued to talk about who was the third best quarterback, even in the NFL for that matter. Mm-hmm. It's interesting now in the AFC, the Bills and Chiefs have obviously separated themselves, but now it's become to the fact of who is the third best team in the AFC. Yeah, because obviously, the one of the big reasons why you want to get the number one overall seed is yes, you get the bye, you get to play your home games. I mean, obviously, you win. The, the plays through you, but another advantage of being the one seed is that the second and third best teams have to beat each other up and then have to eventually play you. Right. That's kind of what happened with the Bengals last year is that the Bengals beat the Titans who were kind of an overrated one seed and then got to watch as the Bills and Chiefs kicked each other around and then they had to play the, a Chiefs team that was coming off of absolute war. Yeah. So that's yeah. That, that's an Where advantage. Patrick Mahomes closed his eyes and threw in the double coverage in overtime. Yeah. So, so that, just... that, that's the advantage of being a one seed. So it's interesting now with the Bills being in one seed position of who is that third team in the AFC that would potentially put the Chiefs that would be, this is the third best team and this is a challenge. Mm-hmm. So you, you start us off there, Joe. It's honest. It, looking at it now, it's tough because the Bengals aren't where you expected them to be. Right? I mean, might be where you expected them to be, but that Super Bowl hangover is killing them. They had a great showing this past weekend, though. Burrow and Jamar Chase. I mean, Titans, awful. Matt Ryan's benched. Hey, listen, the Titans are currently the third best team by record in the AFC. By record, because Derrick Henry finally showed Actually, I'm sorry. They don't have a quarterback. I apologize. I apologize. They're actually four. They are the three seed currently because the Jets actually are higher than them. My bad. Look at that. Look at that. Nice little stat there. Well, I, stat caught, I caught myself there. Yeah. But so you, you don't. T- Tannehill's not an option. Matt Ryan's benched. See ya for the rest of the season. For the rest of his career. Yeah. I mean, dude should never <laughs> touch a football. Retire. Field yeah. Get out. Learn from what Allen or learn from what Brady and Rodgers are going through and just gracefully leave while you can. I think it's hard for Ryan to do that because he's never won a ring. He has an MVP. He's 2016 MVP. He's also lost a blue twenty five point lead. Is Matt Ryan a Hall of Famer? <laughs> no. Yeah. He's gonna get in. He's a, he's a, he has like the seventh most passing yards of all time. Do That's I? That's the one thing. Do I think he should get in? No. No. But I think his longevity is gonna get him in. 
Don't okay. you? Do you think he's going to be a Hall of Famer? I think he's borderline. I think down the line he might sneak in. I think it's like yeah. him and Phillip Rivers are like kind of the same guys. They just play for so long. They accumulated so many stats. Yeah, you got yeah. a, it's a little bit. It's a little bit like Eli Manning. Like Eli Manning. <laughs> no, but like Eli, but he had a couple Super Bowls. At no, least. but Eli Manning is like, I don't know. He's never really like. A, he wasn't. A, he wasn't like Peyton. He wasn't a top five quarterback really ever. No. Like, he was on. That's why people are so excited about Daniel Jones actually doing all right. The Giants fans that I've talked to, because it's reminiscent of Eli Manning, Manning just turning it on at one point. You know no, what but I mean? Eli like, was still. He good. was good in the playoffs. He was. He was clutch. He was like super clutch. I mean, he's the reason why they won two Super Bowls, but. He's only like a three-time Pro Bowler, and he has like all these stats because he played for Sometimes so long. Sometimes Pro Bowl is overrated. Russell Wilson's nine That's Pro Bowls. That's true. He, but he played for so long, he has all. I think he's like top ten in some stats. But he's also like, I think he's like one nineteen, one nineteen career as a starter. So mm-hmm. like, yeah, towards the end he was on some pretty bum I, Giants teams. I mean, that's a, yeah, it's true. But, they, but, but no, I know what you mean. The Giants were never really that consistent with him. Like, no. They never really had a good title. I think defense. they were nine and seven the one year they won the Super Bowl. Yeah, they never had a great title defense when they won the Super Bowl the next year either. So, I would. As we get sidetracked yeah, from our AFC talk to Matt Ryan to now Eli Manning. If I Clovers. had to say the third best team in the AFC, it's so tough, man. It's so close in the AFC. It's not even funny. It's so close in, after the top two. I yes. Can, after Allen and the Bills and Mahomes and the Chiefs, it's just blah. If I, you know what I mean? Like, it's just like a blah. I can tell you who the third best I team is. I think it's pretty obvious. Honest to God, I think there's two teams in Tier 1, a team in Tier 2, and then there's a bunch of teams in Tier 3. I'm going to say who's number 3. Okay. Wait, why don't we all say it at the same time? I'm just going to I'm nah. I'm just gonna say nah, it. Nah, he's... The, let, 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 let the man cook. All right, all right. Who day? Yeah, the I, I 100% agree. That's what I was going to say. Joe Burrow and They're Jamar starting Chase to cook right showing. now, okay? Yeah. I mean, I know they played the Falcons, but I think we can all agree that the Falcons have somewhat overachieved so far. Yes. Can I just say, the Falcons were losing that game the entire time getting blown out, and Marcus Mary only threw the ball 13 times. Like, RIP to anyone that had, like, Drake London or Kyle Pitts in fantasy football. Yeah, or that's took, a tough one. Or took the over on his passing yards. Okay, you wouldn't be dumb enough to do that one. But, but I, I'm just I, saying. I, for the gamble, man, you got to do it sometimes. They started the year, what, 0 2. And they were like, oh, Super Bowl hangover. I was, I even said, they're in a Super Bowl hangover. Like, they're not doing all that great. That, now, da- that Dallas loss isn't as bad as it was. They're starting They're starting to pick it up now. They're starting no. to pick up the pieces. I mean, they had a Madden-like they're, game. They're recovering better than the Rams. The Rams are stumbling <laughs> hard. Yeah. And now... Aaron Donald should have retired. And now, I think Joe Burrow is starting to get it. Jamar Chase got turned on. All of the receivers really did a fantastic job. And I think they're just starting to figure it out. They're starting to cook. And I think they're the third best team in the AFC. Yeah. If I had to tell you right now for the postseason, the divisional round will be Chiefs and Bengals. And then we'll we'll be playing the a winner of that game in the AFC championship. Who do you think the Bills would play then? What do you mean? Who the Bills who would the Bills play in the divisional round? Divisional round? Who's gonna sneak in there? Let's think. Putting you on the spot. Could be the Dolphins, man. I would say it's a highly... If Tua actually turns it on... It is a highly likely chance that... I think you're right about the, the Bengals, and I think the Bengals are going to probably be the three seed. It is a very good chance that whoever is the five seed is probably going to be favored against whoever wins the AFC South, which is looking like the Titans. Yeah. Um, could still be the Colts, same Ellinger. <laughs> yeah. Could be the, the Jags. could turn could, it on. Could uh, be could Trevor be Lawrence hey, and listen, the Jags. The Jags are 2-5 and five of a plus 13 point differential, okay? That's tough. That is tough. <laughs> the, 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 the Titans are four and two with a negative thirteen point differential. So that blowout to the Bills doesn't help. Yeah, yeah. That's, I was thinking about that because they only lost by one point to the Giants, so it's not like they got killed in the earlier game. No, forty-one to seven. Um, but 
I think it is easily the, the Bengals. I I was saying for the longest time it was the Ravens, but until Lamar, I don't know what happened to that passing game. Uh, it pooped. It, was, it's simply a, a steaming dookie. Like, but it was, that's what it is. I just don't understand what happened because it was so good the first two games and the first half of the, the Bills first game. two games and three quarters. Sure, taking his contract till the Miami. Now he's a lock to get a franchise tag. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just, I just wish they. Yeah, fu- now he's screwed out of the money. I, I don't think he's screwed yet because if, even if he gets franchise tag, he'll eventually get the contract. But I just think they need to fire Greg Roman. But he's, shout out former Bills offensive coordinator. He just the passing game is so bad there at Baltimore. I always thought that they would be the team that would be the third best team, but uh, I think it's Cincinnati. Cincinnati's they're just so good with their offensive weapons. As long as Zach Taylor realizes that they need to stop running the ball out of under center <laughs> yeah. and start playing out of shot. They, there's like this stat where they're like 31st in the NFL in EPA per play under center, but they're fifth in shotgun. So like if they just keep doing their snap, like playing their offense out of shotgun, they're yeah. a top five offense. If they go under center, they're one of the worst in the league. So mm-hmm. yeah, no, you got to let Jamar Chase and Boyd and. Everyone else, T. Cook. Higgins, yeah, Higgins. nice little tight They've end. They've got a great receiving core. I mean, just let it go. Like, like let him throw. Let Burrow throw. You know he can. It's what got you to the Super Bowl last year. And their defense is solid enough. They have enough solid right. playmakers. But so. if a, a matchup between them and the uh, us and them, well, we play them Monday Night Football week sixteen seventeen. And they're kind the of, last Monday Night Football game with yeah in Cincinnati. What do you? What do you? Th- I mean, I know it's a far in advance, but like, how are you feeling about that? Like the, after the game you saw last weekend. Granted, it's against the Falcons, but they've done, like you said, yeah, overachieved I think, I th- a little bit. I think they're a very explosive offense, but I think if you pull what Baltimore did and just make them dink and dunk, they frustrate pretty easily. Yeah, yeah. I would say. And I think what Baltimore did is the right move of just making Zach Taylor just make terrible decisions, put the game in Zach Taylor's hand. Out. So if they're going to continue to run the ball with Mixon, who's kind of struggled. Uh I, mean, I like the Bills' chances against anyone, but the, the the Bengals are definitely probably the third, the second team behind the Chiefs that would scare me in the AFC, just because of how much firepower they have offensively. But I just at this point, I just have so much faith in Leslie Frazier and Sean McDermott to figure out how to confuse Burrow and uh, you know kind of avoid the giving up the big plays. But uh, it definitely would be concerned seeing how athletic they are. I mean, Higgins is six five, just an absolute monster. That's kind of hard for the Bills to match up. Yeah, so you saw what happened with George Pickens, right? Um, so I I think it's clearly the Bengals are the third best team, and after that, I mean, it's just kind of a bunch of nobodies. Yeah, no, I agree. Not nobodies, but there's just a bunch of like really average mid. Mid is a good word. Mid teams. But yeah. I will say about the Bengals Man. though, the Bengals nearly lost two weeks ago to the Saints, so it's not like they're perfect either uh, i think no. they they have some pretty big flaws that need to be fixed yeah absolutely and that's going to do it for our bills talk on this edition of the buffalonian podcast we will have a game next week to recap we're looking forward to it and we'll be right back with some sabers talk after this this edition of the buffalonian podcast is brought to you by the cast source podcast network a podcast network built with and for entrepreneurs featuring shows such as sports bring people together listen to entrepreneurial conversations with those in sports could be players agents and so on and who knows where the conversation will take you but sports got us together in the first place find this show wherever you listen to podcasts or simply visit sportseplus.com. and now let's get back to the show 
And we are back with the Buffalonian podcast, moving forward into the Buffalo Sabres. Now, they Before were on- you say anything. Okay, yeah. I'm going to give a round of applause. Give a congratulations for them going 3-0 and so far on their trip. Uh, Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off so rudely. Yeah, beating, to... beating Edmonton, Calgary, and Vancouver. I think I predicted that they were going to go 2-1 and one in those three Canadian games. Congratulations. So did Joe. Dom yep. went 1-2. and two. Dude, your picks so far this year. This and... is also... Are you serious? Yeah. I, I picked the first week completely correct. They were going to go one. Uh, okay. One. okay. Yeah, right. And you I predicted that they were going to be Calgary. I, I would, listen, I was the only one of you three to pick that they were going to be Calgary. You also yeah, but you thought we were going to lose to Vancouver, who's probably the worst team in the NHL right now. Okay. Yes. I didn't know at the time, a week ago, that they were going to be the worst team in the NHL. All right. Them. NHL so, okay. Me. Well, you know what? This isn't football, Dom. That's okay. fair. NHL. Okay. We had to give... <laughs> You're putting them in the corner right <laughs> it's, now. It's the National Hockey League. I know. We had to give a shout-out to some players. Rasmus Dahlin ended up being the first star of the week. Mm-hmm. He scored in five straight games, has eight points, leads the team. Um, he's been looking really good. This is, I think, the player we really expected him to be. The Fromunda. The Fromunda. Yeah, the I know. Fromunda. <laughs> I know. The Fromunda. Oh, I thought you said Fromunda. Cool. I was like, what? <laughs> no, that's where he played in Sweden. <laughs> so I know, I know Craig Anderson was asked about him, and he said... He has like the same confidence as Eric Carlson did when Eric Carlson was in his prime, so that's you know really encouraging because Craig Anderson obviously was in Ottawa for a long time, was there for when Eric Carlson was in his prime. He's seeing these things out of Rasmus Dahlin. That's just really good because you know he's first overall pick, highly touted prospect at the time. We expected him to be this generational defenseman, and we could say over the first few years, I mean, he was good. He showed flashes, but overall. He lacked a lot of things, and now I think he's starting to develop his game. Granted, he's still 22 years old, so there was a lot of pressure to put on like an 18, 19 year old. Kind of like why I think, I, was, I think he was only like the fifth defenseman never make the jump from getting drafted to playing the NHL in like 30 yeah. years. Yeah, so that's yeah. Like that's why I hear people talk about Owen Power, how he's a bust. Dude's late played in five games this year. He's played in a dozen games in his career, and he's 19. So like. Like why? How how do you expect a nineteen year old who's played in a dozen NHL games to instantly be impact when there's guys who played hundreds of games and are like in the late twenties? You know, like well, it takes well, time. Well, well, Powers turned around in the West Coast trip and has played very well. So yeah, yeah. I think that just showed. But everyone. yeah, no. I mean, it's been really cool to watch these games, though. I'm not Alex gonna lie. Tuck, six six goals. Five, six, six goals. Six goals mm-hmm. in an apple. Yep. He's played really good. He had a hat trick, first career NHL hat trick for him. Yep. Really good. Tage has a few assists. So does uh Jeff. So we're starting to see Are we seeing maybe a, some production going. A playoff team developing here? Early in the season? Still only six. I think it's I understand, but like even last year, like they started off hot, right? I mean, there was a year a few years ago they were on a ten game win streak. I do remember that. Yep. I, I think they're a very solid team. I wouldn't say they're a playoff team right now. Because what's happened so far through five games is... Other teams have flopped? Oh, no. There's through five games. They, and they played legit competition. Like they, I mean, Edmonton, other, Cal- other, Calgary. And they hung, they, Edmonton they hung was in the Western Florida Conference Final. Four to three. Other than Vancouver, they've played four. I would, and Ottawa's played pretty well, too. So they've played some elite teams. Um, I would hesitate to say Ottawa's an elite team. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. right now, the Sabres through five games have scored three more goals than they're expected to, and they've saved about seven more goals than they're expected to. So if you combine those two numbers, they've, the plus 10 number, mm-hmm. that's the that's the highest in the NHL. So right now, they're getting elite finishing and elite goaltending. 
Mm-hmm. Now, Craig I, Anderson. It's Craig Anderson, but Eric Comrie is actually fifth overall in goals saved above expected in the NHL. Ah, look at that. He's plus five. Craig Anderson's like two points, plus 2.7. So do I think that will last? Probably not. Mm-hmm. But uh, and there is some concern with the fact that they're giving up a lot of shots per game. Right. Mm-hmm. The positive of that is, well, it's not really positive, but the spin off as a positive is that while they are giving up a lot of attempts and shots, they're actually not giving up a lot of quality shots. Yeah. So they're actually doing a good job defending where they're giving up quantity but not quality. Yeah. And, and I mean, just sorry to take a turn here, the goaltending too, Eric Comrie. Well, that, that's that they've both played very well, both yeah. him and Anderson. Anderson. I mean, I don't think either of them have played a bad game yet, and eventually no. that will happen. Yeah, old man will play a bad game at some point. But so then far, your debate will respark with Mike. But so far, you know, they're a plus. I, I can't remember. They're a plus in goal differential so mm-hmm. far, and they're a plus in expected goals. So they're above fifty percent, which is a good team. Yeah, and you know, if you calculate that with you know the score, you know relative to what's happening. They're actually twelfth in the NFL. In that NFL, gosh darn, twelfth in the <laughs> NFL. The minds in football. I know twelfth in the NHL, and they're about about a little about fifty one, fifty two percent expected goals. So that's a playoff team right there. Yeah, that's a that's a playoff team, and that's they've never really had those type of numbers when they've gotten off to these hot starts. They're always kind of. You know, you look at them, maybe the eye test is kind of all right, but if you look deep in the numbers, you'd be like, mm, they're getting the points, but they're getting the results, but the process is kind of a little flawed, and then you've seen right. them fall apart. This year, they've gotten off to this hot start, and this the performance is still in the, st- the stats are showing that the performance is not fluky, and they've played legit teams. Yeah, it's not like it's... I mean, I know your mind's in the NFL right now, but, like, the Eagles, in my opinion, played the Detroit Lions, the Commanders, like, you know, kind of an inflated record compared to the Bills where they've played the Chiefs, they've played the Titans, they've played, you know what I mean? Like, they have a track record. Like, that's kind of what the Sabres are like this year. It's not, like, inflated, like you just said. Like, this, we played legitimate teams, so. Still have 77 games to play, so. (laughs) Well, I mean, just five games is a small sample size. Right. I mean, I'm going to restate my record prediction, though. 50, 28, and 4. I still think this is about a mid eighties point. Maybe if they get if the goaltending stays consistent, which it has the potential to be, I think they could get to the ninety point threshold. But, yeah. Um no, they're relying on a lot of guys that are really producing. Obviously, you know, we talked about Darlene and he's been phenomenal. I think power has really turned around. Uh, I think Labushkin's been really solid defensively, kind of the guy that they've always kinda of needed in the back end. And I think everyone's playing pretty solid so far. Obviously, we're going to talk a little bit about their lines, that what's you know the injuries, uh, a little bit concerning. But I think throughout the the five games, they played very well. The Edmonton game, uh, they played really well. Obviously, this is where like this this understanding situation matters. Where if you looked at the numbers from the Edmonton game, you think the Sabres got killed, but the really what happened is that they just played prevent pretty much defense and if you want to do NFL terms they played prevent in the third period of not giving up. Yeah. They just were like hemmed in their own zone. So that's why it's nice to like when you look at the stats you have to like understand you have to find stats that understand that situation. That they weren't playing a hundred percent offense. They were playing a little bit more conservative. Right. And the Sabres have shown I mean they got off to a little bit rough start sometimes in these first periods. I think that's an adjustment that needs to be made. And I also think their third periods, I think they could be afford to be a little bit more aggressive. But mm-hmm. that third period against, uh, like that third period against Vancouver, it was two one. 
competitive game, and that entire third period they dominated. They didn't yeah. sit back with the one goal lead. They dominated, and I think that's what's right. really critical. So I want to talk lineup lineups in the, in this past week. You know, we talked about the changes. You know, what was that going to entail? Uh, and I think I think they've worked out pretty well. Yeah, I remember we were talking about it last week, even before. Was it two weeks ago before they went on the the little after dark tour? Or is that a last week? Ago. Last, yeah, week. Last, week. last week was last week. Sorry, everything is just blending together for me. I guess it's but, the bi week bills. Right? Yeah, bi week bills. Yeah, but uh, no, I, me- I remember we talked about it, and there were a couple changes that were made for this at this point after the first couple games, and I think it's worked out. Really well. I mean, I because what they reunited that top line, right? Just yeah, Thompson Tuck. Yes, and that's and how then, it should be. I mean, you see the production now. Tuck absolutely killing it. You know, has Skinner done anything or no? He has a few assists. He has a few assists. assists. The points. Hinnestros is the assist guy though. Well, this it's year, interesting. Huh? The points have not really come for that top line. Obviously, Tuck has six goals, but I think one of them was the another. And he had a power play goal. Yeah. But that line really dominated that Vancouver game. They had, like, all of them had, like, 80% expected goals for it, which is an insane number. So I think that line is dominating. The Paterka, Cousins, and Henestrosa line has played phenomenally well. And, and you were talking about Vinny. I don't know how you take Vinny out of the lineup anymore. No, no. There's no, you know, send him to the Amherst, like we said this time. Or no. We said in like March of last year in the off season, you know, this is he's 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 tied for the most assists on the team, and he's yeah. played two less games. So. Yeah, and even look at another guy that we said was do or die, Middlestat. Now he's doing better yeah, than I thought he was. going to I be think Middlestat. So Middlestat and Olsen are both five points to five games. They actually have inverse stats because Olsen has four goals, one assist, and laps. two of Olsen's goals are empty netters. Yeah, three. Two. two, two. The first two were empty nighters, and the one was like in garbage time. Yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> I, I'm just all about the NFL right now. But I think with that, the numbers have haven't supported that they've played very well. So that's the number. The, like the point total might be a little inflated. They play, they play very well against Calgary. Most played his best game of the season against Calgary, and he he had a couple nice moments in Vancouver. Uh, overall, it's a little still a little bit messy for my liking, but. The fourth line's been really solid. We got to talk, though, about how they're rotating Quinn Krebs out because that's kind of bizarre. But, you know, sticking to that Cousins, Paterka, Hanstroza line, I mean, J.J. Paterka, what a beast. Four points in five games. Yeah, can't argue with that. Should have had another goal. Missed. Yeah, no, he wide open net, hits the side. <laughs> and then he gets the hooking penalty. So that and was a tough look for J.J. Dylan Cousins has, you know, really shown the flashes that we wanted to. I know we're five games in. Those listen. flashes of greatness you look for, though, they're there. I just think it's it, it's just one of those things with Cousins that he has three points in five games and Millstead has five points in five games. Right. And I think anyone who the casual, casual watcher of the Sabres games would or just looked at the box score would say that Millstead – He's playing better, but if you the eye test supports that Cousins is playing better, and the stats prove that Cousins has been one of their better forwards, uh, you know, hopefully the points kind of come because you know mm-hmm. I want him to get that recognition. Right. He has four, he has fourteen shots on the season, which is you know, one of the higher marks on the team. I think that's tied for third in the team, and he has one goal to show for it. So, mm-hmm. if, you know, he has a good shot too. So it's not like he's yeah you know Brady Kachuk and just shooting at the dude's pads, but. <laughs> Um, no, he's played at a very high level. That whole line has Skinner not scoring goal. Him only having listen, Cousins having one goal, Skinner having no goals, 
Thompson only getting once on the score sheet, Oposo not scoring, and for this team to be four and ones, uh, it's pretty nice. Yeah, Razzle yeah. Stalin's picking up the slack with five goals. I know, um, I know. I, it's it's so cool because it's like we haven't seen we. I mean, we have. They've had flashes like that ten game win streak you brought up, Mike. And last year they started off and looked okay, and but this season it's it's like you said, Dom. They're playing against legitimate teams. It's not like it's you know bottom tier teams. Like, yeah. Like we're actually doing pretty well, and we hung with the Panthers too. Yeah. Four to three. Like there, there, that was a competitive game to the end. You know. I I guess I'll present this question to both of you. Which of everyone on the team so far through five games, you know, it's a very large sample size. Mm-hmm. Huge antic sample size. Who? Huge antic. I don't know. Dom's just—he's on a different planet right now. Okay. I don't know what's going on. Hugenics is an awesome NFL. Hugenic is an awesome made-up word. Okay. Okay. Beside the point. <laughs> who's been the most impressive player so far, and who's been the most disappointing player? Dom, who's been most impressive? Well, I think the most impressive is Darlene because he's been first star. Mm-hmm. But I, I guess I think that's like the common answer. So I, I, I'll go a little. I would say Paterka has been the most impressive. From my expectations, mm-hmm. like we saw in the preseason, he struggled. We were wondering if the if the game's a little bit too much for him. Does he need to go back to the AHL? And uh, well, I guess, you guess know, not. I guess you know, sticking on the NFL <laughs> aspect, the preseason doesn't mean that much to the NFL most of the time. And I guess the same can be said for the NHL because through five games, he's been one of their better forwards on the team. And you could, I think, you could arguably say that he's been on their best line. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I think it's through the five games he's been on their best line. Obviously, with the Thompson Tuck line is probably the best overall now. But no, I think I think Paterka has definitely been the most impressive. I would say. No, I would. I honestly just off of my previous expectations, I gotta go with my boy Vinny, the assist king so far this this year. Like Dom said, we were talking about. I mean, go back all the way to episode one if you really want to listen to that. I mean, it's. You'll hear a lot about the weather in Western New York, but uh, go all the way back to that, and you'll hear Dom talking about whether or not we should be moving him or getting rid of him to make room for these young guys. And like you said, I don't know if we can take him off the lineup. He I just mean, keeps producing when yeah, he's in now. Exactly. Kind of so uh, he's it's my, a nice problem to have. It's a good problem to have. He's a, technically most improved, but I, I think he fits the bill for the most impressive in my all right. category. And so then who's most disappointing? Oh. That's tough. I feel like I don't. I don't think anyone's overly disappointed me. Like watching these games, I don't think there's a lot of guys. I would say this: my most disappointment. Like I think Yogi Haru has been the worst player. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that's. I don't think there's been a particularly close second. No. Um, and everyone seems to at least be half producing. I guess disappointing for me would be just Jack Quinn because he. I mean, that's kind of the inverse of Paterka that he played very well in the preseason. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah, three, but he's not really three games in the NHL level. He doesn't have a point. Um, I don't. I don't think he's played bad. Like the numbers don't say that he's been absolutely terrible, but he just seems to be. It just seems to be a little bit quick paced for him at this moment. Like he had a two on one. I think it might have been Florida, so it might have been like a week ago. But he had like a two on one where he like hesitated on a where he should have either passed or shot it, and then he let the defense and he like fanned down the shot because mm-hmm. he waited too long. So. I would say Quinn's been the most disappointing. I don't think he's been put in the best situation, but I think I would say he's been my most disappointing player. I would honestly, I'd have to agree with you, Dom. Just off of expectation going into the season, 
No one, no one is stuck out to me as being god awful. Well, Yoki Haru. Well, me. other than I'm wow. omitting him from the 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 thing right here because it's just, yeah, that that's no. But he, like you said, played extremely well in the preseason. You're really excited to see how he would do in the regular season, and he's just been the definition of mid to me. You know what I mean? Like nothing spectacular. Yeah. So that I would definitely agree with Dom on that. Pretty invincible. Yeah. Yeah. Invisible, not invincible. Invincible would mean he's fantastic, like Superman. You're right. You're right. <laughs> he's no Superman yet. He's about Clark yeah. Kent coming infant out of the spaceship, I would say. Yeah. No. So, like, yeah, I, I was kind of, you know, thinking about it, and I'd say the person that stood out to me has been Eric Comrie. Because, I mean, man has back-to-back 40 save wins. That's, is that, that was We're the standing, first time in Saber's history. Yeah, standing on his head, keeping this team in it. I mean, even, just, even Anderson's played really good. And... Yeah. I think just overall, Comrie stood out to me, playing really well, keeping the Sabres in these games. And then disappointing, I would say Olsen, just because yeah, of yeah. his four goals, really none of them have been super meaningful. Victor. Two empty netters, and then <laughs> some garbage time goals. Like, he hasn't really done anything Yeah, I, definitely. I feel of value. But I would say the most disappointing thing is that Matias Samuelson's hurt. Yeah, no, that is very. Let's disappointing. talk about them. The, the, Rolling into some injuries here. The, Samuelson yeah. fell awkwardly into the boards. Uh, kind of got his knee tangled up. Because uh, they've been playing physical this year, and I love luckily, it. Luckily, it wasn't happened. anything like super serious. Only gonna miss a few weeks. Um, when I first saw it, I'm thinking this guy probably Whole tore season. an ACL, mm-hmm. but uh, he's not Brees Hall, so his oh, is still intact. <laughs> Sorry if you're a Jets fan. The slander. Uh, no, but I, I, I. I think it's a tough moment to lose Samuelson because he's he's one of those guys that allows Darlene to kind of be Darlene, and he's also one of those guys that can play with power too and let power be power. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then obviously losing him and like I don't like Yogi Hardis at least, but again, I mean you're losing another NHL defenseman there. No right shot, yeah. Uh, now but, we only have one right now because well, Clegg. Oh Fitzgerald. Fitzgerald, yeah. Come on now. Can't Sorry. forget about your buddy. He's played pretty well. I'll give I'll give him credit. The Casey Fitzgerald, uh, Bryson pairing the last two games, no last game because the Calgary was when Nokia got injured. But they played very well as a pairing. Lebuskin's been really key for them. Uh, he's got to stay healthy as well. He's also a little so it'll probably be yeah. what Dalian and Pilot as a pairing. Yeah, I didn't look at I didn't look at the pairings uh, for tonight, but I would assume that would be one of them, and then Lebuskin Power, and then Bryson Fitzgerald. Yeah. No, because I'm excited for Pilot though. We we're just we we're just looking at the last time Lawrence Pilot was in the lineup. Uh, he was paired with Rasmus Ristolainen, and the top top line was what Eichel, Reinhardt, Olsen, Olsen, and Jeff Skinner was on the line with Curtis Lazar and <laughs> Sabres legend Wayne Simmons. Oh my gosh! So what a time to be alive. Speaking of Sabres, on March fifth, two thousand twenty. Mm-hmm. It's right before COVID. Oh my gosh! So those the the defensemen they're getting thinned out now. So they, you know, hopefully Okiharu can yeah, come you call back. Up, you call up Lawrence Pilot. You call up Cal Clegg, who's just extra defenseman. If you have to feel bad injuries. for Rochester. That's like the top. They, their top two defensemen Rochester are gone. has some injuries too. Their yeah. top two defensemen are gone, and like two of their I other think top Chase six. Prisky's hurt and Trisket. Yeah, know how to say his last name. Yeah, no, I know what you're talking about. But yeah, they have like two injuries and two dudes that got called up. So tough for them. Yeah, they're just losing guys left and right. I mean, what do you do in that situation, though? I mean, well, obviously, Sabres is a little more important, than right? Roch, but... yeah, they can't do anything about it. No, yeah. no. <laughs> but uh... call up some guys from Cincinnati. No, you were talking about <laughs> yeah. Sabres oh legends. I just want to toss in there real fast the real Sabres legend, Ryan Miller, 
showed up for the fellas this past week. Looking old. Jesus. Huh? No, I don't I don't mean for the slander or anything, but <laughs> that is not like I saw him recently, I feel like, and he did not have gray hair or anything like that. I mean he's a he's a man in his forties. You going to the game? Which one though? His retirement? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Maybe. It kind of matters what my father wants to do with the season tickets. So. <laughs> oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it'll definitely be cool. But it was cool to see his face again. He, he seemed to be loving the enthusiasm, high-fiving everyone. It's good because so. I feel like the way he left Buffalo was, wasn't was the cleanest way yeah. to leave. It was a little ugly. His wife. Yeah. You know, he wanted to go on the West Coast. But you, remember. She wanted to go on the West Coast. Yes. I, I would not be putting that on. Remember him. who said uh, the worst trade in Sabres history. Ryan Miller getting traded away. Oh yeah! Oh, shout yeah. out to Joe. Yeah, I said that. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, don't yeah. Think that, I don't think that aired. I think that was. <laughs> no, I think I think I, I, think I uh, cut that. I think one. we did cut, we cut that? that. Yeah, I think no, we cut we that. We totally oh. did. Yeah, no, no. because because, we, because we, it was just it would be satire. I guess I'm referencing something that was mm, never no, on the airwaves. The B reel. Yeah, that's that's where I'm it's referencing B reel. But no, it's actually it's, deleted. It's in the cloud somewhere. I don't know where, but but I don't know. It's good. It's good to see a former Sabres player who was on a team that was very successful come back and encourage these guys because we have a very young team right so they'll look at this guy honestly when they were fist bumping him i feel like some of them didn't even know who he was no yeah you know like Sorry. some of them i don't know what just happened obviously there, like but. i think the person that greeted him the best was craig anderson well because he's the same age yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like they're probably getting beers together golfing every weekend like what are we talking about here like did you, this is completely sidetracked but do you see oh, what God. samuel L. jackson has in every one of his movie contracts he has to golf at least two times a week what a Chad. That's a Chad like, move. Like, I, like, I saw that and I was like, this dude's a savage. Like, Hey, he knows what he wants. Throwing people golf want two him. times a week. Like, yeah. Okay, back to hockey. What if he can't get a tee time? Back to hockey. So I would, you know, I'd love to see him bring uh, back. He'll, he'll find a way. The weather, <laughs> he'll find a way. I would love to see them bring back more alumni just for like that purpose, you know? I, yeah. I'd like, to, I, I obviously can't do it because I mean, there's 40 home games, but 41. Okay, I, I was just. You gen- want to retire? I was, I was generalizing, but retire someone's no, number at every game. No, I think the, <laughs> the Bills. The Bills do like the legend of the game. I think yeah. it'd be cool if like the Saber. Obviously, again, no. Yeah. When we were at the Titans no. game. Yeah, Marv Jim Levy, Kelly and then Marv Levy and, and Bruce, Bruce Smith. Smith. Yeah, hey. Marv Levy. Well, that was a lot. Trick. When he did, where else? Shout out to be? him, dude. Yeah. Almost a hundred years old, and he's, and he's coming out to Bills games. He's sharp as a knife, too. No, I think it's a little bit different, you know, for NHL players and NFL players because NHL more international. They probably won't. NFL more CTE, you know. That's that. Oh, yeah. I mean, NHL players still get CTE. So I think Hotchick's <laughs> coming in town soon to do an autograph signing. Is he actually? Well, I want to say the 11th picture. or something. Jordan Porter was at uh, Wegman's a couple weeks ago. Really? They, he just right. sets right. up. Right. Sorry, sorry, we're right. getting we're getting way off. So track. we have two more things to talk about in this in the Sabers. I I want to I want to ask a question. Which you had you had to pick three players to be in the lineup, at least four. Victor Olsen, Payne Krebs, Jack Quinn, Casey Milstead. Mike, what three players are you picking? I'm sticking with my preseason lines. Oh, so you're taking out Milstead? I'm taking out Milstead. What do you about you, Joe? I don't know. I think I'd get rid of Olofsson. I like Middlestad, actually. <laughs> he's not been doing awful. He's kind of doing what... I feel like, I feel like he's been decent, but like the points, I think, are helping his case. I think the points are helping his case. I think it's, I think it's hard to cut Olsen because, 
I actually prefer him getting all those cheap points. When Olsen gets hot, though, he gets hot. No, but but mm-hmm. I, I prefer... He just yeah. gets really cold. He gets really cold. I actually prefer him getting all these points, though. Because I think, like, in the trade deadline, I think mm-hmm. he's a guy that you would want to move. Yeah, because I remember we talked about that last year, and I said I would have traded him at the deadline. But, like, if you get... you Then you open that spot up for... I think Krebs or Quinn still have to be the guy that gets benched. Mm-hmm. Because I think Middlestad, while I don't like him, at least plays center. And they would don't... you trade Middlestad at the deadline? I mean, depending on what I get, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the money monger over here. But I think I think that's the slight problem with the Sabers is I don't really have centers, so it's not like you could take yeah. Mills out. Because like, what we have, we have a lot of centers in the pipeline. Well, like the problem is this: Thompson's a center, but he, he's he's like a, I mean, he's like a yeah, he's, he's center Le- converted center. Cousins is a legit center. Mm-hmm. Gergensen's is playing center, but he's more of a wing. Same thing, if you take middle set out, then it's Asplund, who's more of a wing, but playing center. So that, that would be your center core. I don't think the Sabres would never do that. And it's not like they could replace him, like, put Krebs in, because Krebs isn't playing wing. Mm-hmm. So he hasn't been playing center at the NHL level. Yeah. Um. So I think... I think didn't they, Yeah, didn't they try Quinn at center for a little bit? Yeah, I don't... I just don't I, it's, it's hard, because I just don't know who to... I don't know who to... Call up Yuri Kulich? I feel like... <laughs> He said he was ready. I, I feel like it's got to continue to like kind of be like the Quinn crowds, but I think occasionally... I think it's just a rotation between those four. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, really three, because I think Olsen might be a guy that gets rotated out, but I just think they want to build up Olsen's trade value to trade him. Yeah, because he's got yeah. a two-year deal. So yeah. he has this year and next year, like four. Four-ish. So, and then yeah. middle sets, I think, has one year left, and then he's an RFA. I think... I think both those guys could be traded, to be yeah. honest. But I mean, if I honestly, I hope Middlestat does well because then we might be able to trade something good for him. Well, that's what I'm, yeah. that's what I'm saying. I think they want those guys' trade value to be up, and then they're just kind of letting mm-hmm. those young guys kind You're of gonna dangle them on the fishing line, if you will. Wait for well. bite. Yeah. I just think it's funny that they're you know Sabers like oh UPL's got to get games in, but then we're rotating in and out Jack Quinn and Payne Krebs at <laughs> a level. Like it's like yeah yeah, yeah. no I, I know what you mean they're not really getting games in but that that's all right well I feel like development's different for a goaltender than no you're right I mean goalie. you're right it's just it's just kind of a little bit fun no I I know what you mean all right so the last thing before we move on let's talk a little bit about what is the road ahead for these young inspiring Sabers uh, so obviously they played a night in Seattle win Dubs okay that was Eric Comrie is getting the start win. Win. He's gonna not hot take. He's gonna get a shutout. Oh man, uh, a thirty-two save shutout. Wow, thirty-two for thirty-two. So, the games that we will be away for are Buffalo at Seattle, win, and then the the Sabers are will be home for three straight games. Well, technically four straight, but before the next pod, three straight of Montreal win. on Thursday, uh, Chicago on Saturday, win, and Detroit on Monday. All dubs. Every single one. I think we're going to beat Seattle. I think we're going to beat Montreal. I think we'll beat Chicago. I bet you we're going to drop Detroit. You know what? I'll hop on that. I can't go all wins. The Montreal game's going to overtime. Hmm. We're going to win in overtime. Hmm. Chicago's hmm. going to be a They route. won a lot of games in overtime last year. Detroit's going to be a loss. See, do I think they're going to go 2-2 two and two or 3-1? and one or two I'll throw one. them you know in what? my 12-leg parlay, actually. You I'll throw what? the Sabres in. You know in. what? I'll be a little different. I think they're going to go 2-1-1. Okay, who's the regulation loss? Detroit. And who's the overtime loss? Seattle. Oh, okay. I think they lose in overtime tonight. Under the trip. Shane Wright, game-winning goal. Okay. Well, he's averaging six minutes a game, so I don't, <laughs> I don't think he's going to be on the ice in overtime. I mean, he can't get on the ice in uh, regulation, I That's doubt. That's crazy. That we were touting Shane Wright as like a lock for the number one overall pick. Drops to four. Now he's only averaging six minutes a night. 
That's brutal. Talk about rough development. That is tough. Um, I mean, they should, probably should fire Dave Haxtall, though. So maybe they'll make a move for Barry Trotz. So looking at, so I, I I'm going to change my question before we end. You know, last week I said who was going to be the total goal scorer leader. It's Alex, it's Alex Tuck, and the point leader is uh, Rasmus Dahlin. Ooh, who predicted that? Did you pick? I picked Dahlin. Yeah, well, I, think I picked Olsen for goals. I think we all picked Dallin for points, but I think I picked, I picked Paterka for goals. for goals. That looks pretty good after he scored, but then he scored the first goal of the trip, I think. Um, so I just want in in the four game span this week, mm-hmm. who is going to have the most goals? So so and the most wait, points? wait 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 overall or no in, no no over in, the next in, four in games? Four, in the so next four games. right now they have zero. Everyone has zero. Everyone points. has zero. Okay, so goals, Alex Tuck, points, okay. Rasmus Dallin. I would 100% agree with that, actually. Tuck's going to go off. I think he gets another hat trick, actually, if we're going to get specific here. And then Darlene keeps pulling his I think weight. it's going to be a tie. You know what? I think it's going to be a tie. Oh, my God. I think it's Tuck tra- and Thompson are both going to have two goals. Oh, oh you I think Thompson you. shows up, I was huh? go- I was just about and to I say. And I think Darlene's going to have four points. My prediction is this. I would predict that. Actually, I'm going to go off on a second <sighs> here. Just one second. Sorry. I actually think Skinner's going to have a day. I think Skinner goes off. I think him and Tuck's going to Houston. I guess, I guess we're going to yep. talk about everyone on the for, first line, which I didn't expect, but uh, <laughs> I'm going to predict... Actually, no, I'm just kidding. I'm going to predict that Tage Thompson has... Actually, Owen Power has it, all five it, goals. In the four games, I predict that Tage Thompson will have three goals and five points. Okay. I think he'll be the leader in both. I think all he'll right. break out these next four games. Nice. I mean, I hope so. I mean... I'm going to go with Skinner. I'm going... I, I'm. Uh, that's my both? final... Yep. That's my final. And then you, Thompson... I'll say Tuck. You're Tuck and Darlene? Yep. All right. The only one that was different between goals and points. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, look at that. All three different answers. We'll see. We'll see who's who's coming in correct next week on the Sabers Talk. But that is going to do it for this week's Sabers Talk, and we'll be right back with some Would You Rather in trivia after this. This edition of the Buffalonian Podcast is brought to you by the Cas Source Podcast Network, a podcast network built with and for entrepreneurs, featuring shows such as Sports Bring People Together. Listen to entrepreneurial conversations with those in sports, could be players, agents, and so on. And who knows where the conversation will take you, but sports got us together in the first place. Find this show wherever you listen to podcasts or simply visit sportseplus.com. And now let's get back to the show. And we are back here with the Buffalonian Podcast, starting our Would You Rather in Trivia segment of the show, final segment of the show. Uh, so I have the Would You Rather for the week. My Would You Rather. Would you rather be the first star in the NHL of the week, like Graz Stalin, or would you rather be in football, like the AFC Offensive Player of the Week? AFC Offensive Player of the Week. I'm gonna be honest here. I don't see a difference. Yeah, actually, wait a second. No, would you rather? Which one would you rather be? The player of the week in football or hockey? Yeah, how about hockey? both? No hockey because that's multiple games. And hockey, I feel like it's more of an individual-driven sport. Football is just one game. Hockey's like multiple, at least probably three. Yeah, three to four. Actually, yeah, I agree. You just changed your thing from you said I, no because I I thought you were saying like it, it didn't make sense at first. I mean, it's, it's not the same deal. Fine, fine, Overall, it is wait, the t- same t- thing. Come t- 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 on, t- t- how about this then? Are you saying like the first star of the week? Yeah, in the, the NHL, the number one like star the best or the pl- AFC. Like you player got voted the best player of the week in the NHL, or would you rather be the best offensive player in the AFC in in the NFL? No, definitely because NHL it's the league, 
and you played multiple games. But it's only NFL is just one game and just in your conference. So there's another player who could have been better than you. Well, and NHL, that's more of an attestment to you. And there could have been defensive players that's better than you anyway. How about this? Or special teams players that's better than you anyway. Okay, how about this? I'll change it then. There's no need to change it. Number one star for the NHL or AFC player of the month. Now you're having multiple games. I think play a month. Yeah, yeah then, then play the month, month cuz that's a month. Yeah. That's 30 days that you've been well, four games. Four games, that's but true. technically you're that player for I, know, I thought I thought for sure you guys were both going to see the NFL. Um, hmm. Well, it's I, one I just, game I, compared to like multiple. Yeah. yeah, but I think that I would rather be the NFL. You get more pub if you're the NFL than the NHL. I guess, but like, like, if you, if you, I think it's more impressive. Some, I think individually if you're thinking about it, I'd rather have for the, the week NHL for the month NFL. NFL. Agreed. But if, so if they were both months, you would pick the NFL. If they if it was both month, I'd pick NHL. That's but NHL's more individually driven. Because that's that'd be like 13, 14 games. Yes, where you're the best player. Where the NFL's only four games. It's so you're saying you're saying in a three games. So here here. If I was a lazy, if I was a lazy, say Josh Allen's the offensive player of the month for October. I, no, but, 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 but and Connor McDavid's the first star of the month for October. I'd rather be Connor McDavid. Okay, than but so like, Josh would Allen. you rather be Raz Allen who had like five goals and three eight points and no, he didn't have eight points. He had like six, whatever. Six I points know what in three mean. games or whatever. Yeah. Would you rather be that or would you rather be like Josh Allen through four hundred yards and four touchdowns? I think you'd rather be Josh Allen. Like, would See, you rather when be... you phrase it like that? Well, that's what, that's just what it is. Singular... Mm, I still think I'd rather be the NHL because that's more dominant over more games. I I would have to agree with Mike still. Yeah, it, I would it, still do the NFL. It it's like I've said the NHL that stat is more. In my opinion, football, the whole team has to really be clicking, like the O-line. You know what I mean? For Josh Allen to be able to do that. Yeah, but I also but think... But the like, NHL, if you're getting all those points by... Your, like, a lot of it is you. You know what I mean? Someone's a little luck. Right, luck. But at the same time, that's... It's all, Andrew Luck. Yeah. The retired Colts quarterback who they're probably crying who for. Who they could really use right now. Yeah. Who screw their franchise. I, 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 I think... I think both points make sense, but I, I, w- I would take the NFL just because of, like, the popularity of it all. Like, yeah, no. Like, it just you definitely get more, way more. Yeah, you definitely get more recognition being an NFL right. player just because the NFL is king right now. And it's like, so wait, would you say, okay, I'm going to make this, like, a huge term now. Would you rather be, like, the Hart Trophy winner, the MVP of the NHL, or would you rather be the MVP of the NFL? Hart Trophy. Really? I'd rather be MVP of the NFL. But see, that's not just, your, your theory of you picking the weak thing doesn't make any sense then. I'd rather win a heart trophy. That's still, but both of those are at the end of their respected seasons. I understand. Yeah, but the, a, but the, MVP I under- in the NFL is pretty much a popularity contest yes. at this point. A heart trophy. So was NFL, NHL a little bit. Taylor Hall winning a heart trophy with the Devils. That was like five years ago. But he wasn't the best player in the NHL. Exactly. He was the best player for his team. He was the most valuable player. The Devils for suck. his team. Yes. Aaron Rodgers winning back-to-back MVPs. Really? Aaron Rodgers was very good the last two years. On psychedelics. It doesn't matter what kind of drugs he was on. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'd rather win a heart trophy. Like I think I think I'd rather win an NFL MVP, but I'll take the NFL on that one. But also, then you get paid more if you're the NFL MVP than the NHL MVP. Well, it's just because NFL is king, like Mike said. If it was the other way around, I mean, it would be yeah. a different story. Well, highest paid player in the NFL is what Aaron Rodgers, fifty million. Yeah. NHL is Connor McDavid, twelve and a half. Josh Allen um, actually only gets twenty two million. Funny enough, it hasn't kicked in yet. But he's about to New be. State well, tax. Yeah, he will be. Did you hear what I said? I did hear what you said. Yeah. After New York State taxes, Allen's only getting twenty-two million. So is he? Oh, only twenty-two million. But compared to the wow. forty-five I'm, he's owed, I'm yeah, wiping Canada, the tears it, off my face right isn't now. Isn't Canada 
like the tax in Canada are worse. higher. Yeah, so it's, so it's worse. Good thing they didn't move to Toronto. That's why Tyreek Hill's in Florida, he said. Yeah, Income tax. Yeah, but why would you? <laughs> yeah. Okay. You want to leave us in the trivia? Yeah. We'll We're kind of off the rails there. That was a good one you got. <laughs> yeah. Guys talking. Had to change it up a little bit. But... Okay. I'm just kidding. Wasn't good right away. Okay. Found a groove. Okay. <laughs> trivia time. All right. So we'll start with the Bills question. Trade deadline's coming up, so it'll be like a trade question here. Alrighty. Um, we. So back in the good old days, prior to the good old days, um, the Bills had to find who their quarterback was. That quarterback was Jim Kelly. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we all know we drafted him, but it actually was not the Bills' draft pick. Oh no! They traded for the draft pick. No, no, no. no what no, no. team did they trade with to get that first round pick to select Jim Kelly? <sighs> Oh man! Then they sucked him what 14th overall. And yeah, the 12th and he pick didn't and... play right away. He stayed oh, in no, the. No, they had the 12th pick, and there was some random bum tight end. I remember seeing the, like the 30 for 30 or whatever on the 84 draft. Uh, I'm gonna say the Los Angeles chart. No, well, were they Los Angeles? San Diego Chargers. San Diego Chargers. Okay, Joseph. Mm, shoot, I don't even know. I'm gonna random team Minnesota Vikings. It was the Cleveland Browns. Oh, <laughs> I've never. Nineteen eighty-two, the Bills trade linebacker Tom Cousino to the Cleveland Browns in exchange for 1983 first round pick, a nineteen eighty-four third round pick, a nineteen eighty-five fifth rounder. Damn, that's, that sounds like a complete steal. Yeah, who 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 is Tom Cousino, who had yet to play a game for the team despite having been <laughs> drafted first overall in nineteen seventy-nine. Oh. oh my god! So for four years he did not play a single game for the Bills. Bill Polian, Fleece and, and trades. Then we traded him to Cleveland, where he played four years. Played really played four decent seasons with the Browns. Wow, I don't know. The other two draft picks didn't turn out to be anything. Was, it, was he first overall, or was he their first round pick? First overall pick in nineteen seventy-nine. Really, I gotta look that up now. So, you, you see, real effect. So that's why he had any value. So Sabers question. Um, I was kind of like thinking, like, hmm, what team? What could I ask? And yeah, you've asked. You asked all the like, the most random stuff. So why not dig a little deeper? Yeah, why not? So, as you know, the Sabers have played every team in the NHL. So out of all the active teams, how many teams do they have 100 wins against all time? How many teams mm-hmm. do they have 100 wins against all time? Random number. That's kind of where my head's at right now. I don't really have an idea. Okay, here. This might give it away, but like Carolina, they were Hartford before. Like that counts. Oh, it does. Oh, that give it away. That's what Yeah, <laughs> no, it's just more numbers to think about. No, no, no. I, I, how many teams? So like... For example, if we had 100 wins against Seattle, that would be well, one answer. Saying, okay, okay. And actually, fun fact, we don't have a win against Seattle. We're 0-2. So that's, that's not an this answer. This is so difficult. Well, How many teams? Are you asking for a number, or you want us to name the teams? No, just a number. Is it possible we could get the total wins in franchise history? Th- no, that's not what I'm asking. Is it possible that I'm going to just throw down a number right now? Just a, ran- <laughs> just a number. I'm not asking for the team. Ten. Yeah. Ten's too high. I, w- I would say the original six... Teams, there's what four in the Eastern Conference, so I would say those four. Flyers is five. I think Ottawa's Islanders six. I would say seven. I don't know if this season probably wasn't updated, but it's only five games in, so I don't think it really matters. But it's four. Oh, we both were too high. 
Boston, 126. Okay, original six. Carolina, 103. No, I wouldn't. Well, I shouldn't on that one because you said it. Montreal, 133. Okay. Said, might give this away. Is it Toronto? <laughs> Toronto, 120. Wow. What, what, what's their total against the Rangers? 85. No, see, I should have just, just thought it was the original six instead of four. Because I know what Detroit was in the West, and so was Chicago. Detroit was in the West. I should, I should, Chicago. I should just said four. I, but I kept thinking like Pittsburgh. I kept thinking the Flyers. So, last one, we'll do since it's uh, World Series time. Oh wait, before you say that, how about them Yankees? That's brutal. How about them Yankees, Mr. Kelly? I didn't Kelly? see the Red Sox anywhere near a playoff game. So. Yeah, you're still far away from the Red Sox rings this century. Yeah, how many? How many? Two thousand ten. Four to one. Two thousand ten. Yeah. Two thousand nine. Whatever. Yeah, they have one ring this century. We have four. Didn't they have three straight? Yeah, in the nineties. Ninety-eight, ninety-nine, two thousand. Okay, if we're kind of count two thousands. Four mm-hmm. two. That is a century. Okay, four two. I haven't made the I haven't made the World Series in two decades. Two thousand nine. What do you mean? They haven't made the twenty tens or the twenty twenties. True. It was only thirteen years ago. I'm not defending the Yankees. No. I don't like the Yankees, but like. I the slander. The, I hate the, the Astros more. Yeah. No, I hate the Astros less than the Yankees, which is kind of remarkable. But oh my gosh. So, sorry. Back, 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 up, back to this. So World Series time. Um, I feel like I've honestly, I have a feeling you're gonna know this. No god. So I'm not pressuring myself now. Just, just let's see if Joe can answer first. So when was the first World Series and who were the teams? <laughs> Do you know it? No. No. Well, I thought I you know. I know it. You know what? I'm gonna make. I'll show you guess. Okay. I think it was 1905. I think it was the San Francisco, the New York Giants versus the the New York Giants. Yeah, they were the New York Giants. Mm-hmm. New York, this, yeah, that's yeah. why they call them the New York Football Giants. Uh, New York Giants, San New York Giants versus the uh, Philadelphia Athletics. Okay, Joe. I don't think I was close. I think it's like in the 1800s. I'd say 1890, and I would. I don't even have a clue at that I, point. I really hope that just got picked up on the mic did you not hear his neck just crack? <laughs> oh yeah yeah i hope that got picked up 1890 and i'll go i jeez <laughs> my guy dude new york giants i'll go with and then I'm trying to think say like the new york highlanders <laughs> i'm just okay you know what? i'll just stop you because you're wrong <laughs> okay so the first World Series was played between the Pittsburgh Pirates and the Boston Americans in 1903. I was only two years off. That's, no, that's not bad. Nine, uh, you know what? I got to look up the 1905 World Series. Instead of the now. current best of seven series, they played a best of nine with the Americans winning the series five games to three. Hmm. Actually, 19, 1905, there might not have been one because I think the the manager for Boston didn't like... Nope, 1905 World Series. Oh my god, I can't believe it. The 1905 World Series was the New York Giants versus the Philadelphia Athletics. Did you get it right? Wow. He got, <laughs> got, the, 19, oh he got, the, third, got the third one right. <laughs> he got the... Oh my god. There were two years where there was not a World Series. I know one was 94, because of a strike. Yeah. The other one was like way back, like some sometime. Oh my god. But I can't believe I got that one. No, I can't either. That's, That's pretty interesting. He's holding out. Like, yeah. yeah. But yeah, trivia. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this edition of the Buffalonian Podcast. We'll be coming at you later this week with betting on the bills. In our new video format, we're giving a whirl. So you can watch us on Spotify. We'll be putting it on YouTube as well. 
and you can listen still anywhere you get your podcasts. And also, if you could leave a review and uh, give us a star rating if possible. Give us some comments. Yeah, give, some us, feedback. give us some feedback. feedback. You know, when you listen on Apple or Spotify, we'd really appreciate that. Give us some ratings. And Dom, how do you always end these, buddy? Go Bills, baby. Go. Go Sabres. Sabres and Bills. Bills.